0: Attention, past, present, and future, my bookie players. For this week only, Thanksgiving week, my Bookie is offering a risk free bet on the Bears Lions game. Simply choose one of the two teams against the spread for up to two hundred and fifty dollars. If you win, congrats you've got extra holiday spending money coming your way. If you lose, congratulations to you as well. It's a no-brainer because you literally cannot lose. It's no risk, all gravy. Doesn't matter whether you're an experienced player or a first-time customer, my bookie welcomes all to come play, so quit waiting around and sign up today. Have you always wanted to at least dabble a bit on Betting on sports, 5, 10, 15, 20, maybe 50, 100 bucks if you feel real confident about a game, but you don't want to have a real bookmaker, a real bookie who's some creepy dude in a worn out coat on the corner. Just log on to mybookie.ag and make your first deposit with promo code ZABE. That's ZABE, Charlie Zulu Alpha Bravo Echo, and my bookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar to jumpstart your bankroll. And that's on top of the risk free bet. Let me repeat. That's a guaranteed deposit match and a risk-free bet for this week only. So if you're a true football fan, you do not want to let this opportunity pass you by. You simply cannot lose. Make sure you do your part to support your team this season. Hop on the gravy train and get in on the action with my bookie. You play, you win, you get paid. Today on the Cast, the Packers get boat raced on Sunday night. How to cope with the disappointment in life of being good, but just not good enough. Notorious JAY joins me. We both have FTGs that will make you say, Wait, what? All that plus Granny says, Don't bring your fat ass to a table fight in my kitchen. Your bonus, 40 Minutes of Me, is locked and loaded, so buggle up and let's go!
1: <laughs>
0: Here we go! Tuesday, November 26, 2019. Thank you for downloading. As you can hear right now, that's the sound of America downshifting out of its normal work, 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 go, 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 high gear ways. Midday on the Tuesday before Thanksgiving. Everything starts to slow down rapidly, and there's nothing wrong with that unless you're trying to get something done in this short week. Like God forbid, you're like, oh shit, i got to get my car serviced. (laughs) Good luck. Everyone's got that idea. There's a lot of people wanting to cram stuff into a, they want to cram a five-day week into a three-day bag, and it's not going to be pretty. But I thank you for making time to listen to the humble ZabeCast. This, by the way, is the week. This is it. This is the week. The last week to get on board for Sunburn Bowl One. It is going to be a show vacation unlike any you've ever had before. We're a big family at 97.3 the game in Milwaukee, and we want you to come join our family. We want you to come join and meet what will become 50 of your best friends or thereabouts, plus or minus, that you never knew existed. You'd be like, God, they're great. I'm so fun. I got to meet them. I didn't know we also were sharing a same, you know, school district and blah, blah, blah. We're gonna be in Puerto Vallarta, Mexico for a week, unsupervised as adults. Hopefully you can find someone to take your kids for the week. And we're going to do live shows in the morning, myself, Josh, and Gitter. And then in the afternoon, Drew and and KB will also be doing a show live. Every room is a ocean view at the Fiesta Americana Resort in Puerto Vallarta. And we are just going to hang out poolside, drink, talk sports, life, have fun, screw around, eat, drink. It's all inclusive. $1,800 out the door. You can't beat that. And it's in the middle of February, right when you need to split the winter In two. So come on, come on. Anyone is welcome, including people who are listening to this podcast outside of the Milwaukee market. If you're interested and you want to be part of the big extended Zabe family, just let me know, reach out to me, and we'll talk to travel leaders and they will make arrangements for you to get there uh, as seamlessly as possible. It can be done. But this is the week. This is the last week. It closes for good December 1st. So let's go. Pull the trigger, give it to yourself as a holiday gift, not just a christmas gift. You see what I did there? A holiday gift grown. Packers lose to the Niners speaking of grown and they got killed. 38 to 7 your final score. Excuse me, 37 to 8. Got that reversed. 37 to 8 your final score. Funny, that's not a scoregami. Do you know what a scoregami is? There's a website or Twitter account that tracks unique scores in the NFL and like origami, you know, ornate, one of a kind things. There's our score And it's basically, has this score ever happened before? Apparently, 37 to 8 has happened a couple of times. No score It was an ass whooping, though. It was a humiliation. And it was a game in which the Packers come in off a bye. They travel differently because, oh, last time we went on a Friday and they had extra time in California. We're going Saturday now. That'll fix things. They come in off a bye, rested, full game plan to attack this Niner team. The Packers are one of the healthiest teams in the NFL. And they got swamped. They got demolished. They did not play with the tempo, intensity, fervor, anything you want, any adjective you want to make. They weren't there. Rodgers on a fumble early... That was a terrible fumble. I know it's hard to criticize Rodgers because he's so good. And I'm a big Rodgers stan, as the kids like to say, which means fan, a fanatic, a I will ride with that guy until death. I I rarely criticize him for anything. That's a terrible fumble. That's a soft fumble. You can't have that fumble because it sets the tone. This has to be a close, low-scoring game, where you are running, running, running. The Niners' pass defense is on pace to set records. Which ones, I don't know, but I've heard this. the Records for, I think, fewest yards passing allowed in the modern era. Because they're so good, they rush four guys. With Bosa, and they're rotating double group. They got eight guys they rotate on the front four. And they rarely have to blitz. And so they cover the shit out of you in the secondary. And they're really good. Packers had a game plan to attack it. Should have gone ground. Should have run it as much as possible. It helps when you stay in the game. The defense for the Packers stayed in as much as they could, but then it kind of started falling apart. And the thing that's tough is that, I mean, first of all, Rodgers finishes with 104 yards passing on 33 squeezes. 20 completions. That's two and a half yards per completion. That is unthinkable. Uh, Devontae Adams got his first touchdown of the year. It was week 12. That was something nobody saw coming. He got it on a running play, which was weird. And then his extra point catch was a pass, but okay, whatever. Jimmy Graham might have had a big catch that could have turned the momentum of the game, but he dropped it when he hit the ground. And then about, oh, I don't know, a whole series later, Terry McCauley helpfully comes on the TV and says, oh yeah, that should have been a catch and down by contact. That doesn't help us now, does it? But here's the thing that's tough in life, and that is, when you're good, and this Packer team is good. It's a nice Packer team. It's a good Packer team. It's a team that I think is going to finish 12-4. and four. They have the softest, most Charmany schedule down the stretch here you could imagine. They've got the Bears, the Redskins, the Giants, the Lions, and the Vikings. I mean, come on. So the game at the Vikings, which will be for the division most likely, is the big one. The other four, they should win them going away because they're a good team. They're a good team. They're not great, though. They're not on the same level as the Niners. They don't vibrate with the same kind of intensity and same kind of nasty as the Niners do. They're not as fast. That's another thing. Speed kills and players that have an edge are what you need. And that's all set organizationally. It's all set from the head coach. And it's set by having a few guys in that locker room that are edge-setting guys. And when I say edge, I don't mean the edge on a running play. I mean sets that edge that sort of vibrates throughout the locker room. Niners have it. Packers have nice guys. They have nice guys like the Smith brothers who go to their coach and say, can we please do a dance, but we'll just do it differently? And the coach says, yeah, okay, that's fine. That's nice. That's not an edge. And when it comes to Rodgers... I don't want to say, I, I'm not criticizing him. I'm just, I'm trying to get a handle on the vibe I get from Rogers. I don't know if I get this urgent vibe from him like, hey, TikTok, my career is running out and I want another ring because I don't feel it's validated with just one. I'm not sure I get that edge from him like I would get that edge from a Tom Brady. And I know I'm saying edge way too much here, but I guess, I mean, maybe you understand what I'm saying. He's got a very wry smile. I'm the grizzled veteran now. I've been around. I know how to sling it. And he's not really phased good or bad by things. Maybe that's exactly what you want in a leader. I don't know. I'm just trying to get my arms around the vibe, so to speak. Also, whatever happened to the offense that was supposed to be more paint by the numbers, like we're just going to scheme up guys wide open and all Rodgers has to do is just go bink and get them open. Either Lafleur's scheme is not as good as maybe we thought it would be to start the year or, or, that's what I believe, other than Adams, these receivers are average to minus. They are not getting open. Not nearly as much as they need to and they lack a tight end who can do it and they need more explosiveness on the edges. Uh Uh-oh, there's that word again. Sorry. It's my last last coupon for the uh, word edge. There, you can have it. Thank you. But here's what's tough. Okay, so it's a good team that might not be good enough. It's a good team that might not be going anywhere come January. We don't know that. You can't say that, but still. It's a team that could be the second wild card with 11 wins, which would suck because it would almost certainly send you on the road against either Seattle or San Fran, the loser of that, Division clash, who's likely to be no worse than a 12 and four team. The toughest thing in life, sometimes, I think, if you're in a competitive endeavor, whether it's anything sports, business, music, is to be good and to worry and think, I'm a fraud. I'm not that good. Like, I know I'm pretty good, but I also know I'm not that good. And I'm not saying this Packer team is a fraud. I'm saying they're in that awkward spot where they know they're good but probably not good enough. And that can eat at you if you don't sort of wrestle with it and resolve it in your own mind. I remember Alec Baldwin once. I saw an article, an interview he did for a magazine, in which he described his own career as a failure. Now, Alec Baldwin's political views are <laughs> way out there. I'm not down with that. But I will say this, as an actor, god damn, he is good. Makes me laugh. Intense. Uh, When he played, uh, what was the doctor? Malice, I think, was the name of the movie. He played the doctor that was being sued for malpractice, and he was super intense. Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, one of my absolute favorites. To me, Alec Baldwin's not a failure. But here's what Alec Baldwin said. He said, I consider myself a failure because I consider being an actor. a a supposed A-list Hollywood actor, that the point of it, the point of the craft, is to become big enough that you can open a movie on your own name and your own personality alone. Whether the movie is really that good or not. That's the goal of being in my profession. And in that regard, he looks at himself as a failure. Made a ton of money. I mean, the Trump impressions on SNL... That has fueled a, a whole new second career for him. He says he's sick of it. He's done game shows. He does the game show thing in the summer. Again, easy money. I don't blame him. Primetime game shows. And you would think if he wasn't so maybe volatile in real life, which he is, he'd get more roles in regular mainstream movies. But he considers himself a failure. That's what I'm talking about. Just that whole nagging sense of, I'm good. I'm just not well that good. Attention, past, present, and future, my bookie players. For this week only, Thanksgiving week, my bookie is offering a risk free bet on the Bears Lions game. Simply choose one of the two teams against the spread for up to two hundred and fifty dollars. If you win, congrats you've got extra holiday spending money coming your way. If you lose, congratulations to you as well. It's a no-brainer because you literally cannot lose. It's no risk, all gravy. Doesn't matter whether you're an experienced player or a first-time customer, my bookie welcomes all to come play, so quit waiting around and sign up today. Have you always wanted to at least dabble a bit on Betting on sports, 5, 10, 15, 20, maybe 50, 100 bucks if you feel real confident about a game, but you don't want to have a real bookmaker, a real bookie who's some creepy dude in a worn out coat on the corner. Just log on to mybookie.ag and make your first deposit with promo code ZABE. That's ZABE, Charlie Zulu Alpha Bravo Echo, and my bookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar to jumpstart your bankroll. And that's on top of the risk free bet. Let me repeat that's a guaranteed deposit match and a risk-free bet for this week only so if you're a true football fan you do not want to let this opportunity pass you by you simply cannot lose make sure you do your part to support your team this season hop on the gravy train and get in on the action with my bookie you play you win you get paid not, not, no time So much to talk about. Come on, Jay. I know you're there. Hello. Hello. La, la, la. We'll let the music play there, Jay. Yeah, Radio Pro, even though you're out of the business. I bet you're thankful for that as well. What's that? Yes. Yes, (laughs) I
2: completely understand. If I was still in radio, I'd be working this week.
0: You sure would. Instead, you're taking a nice legislative hiatus, aren't you?
2: Well, today and tomorrow, yeah. Or Wednesday and Thursday,
0: yes. But today you're working, and I appreciate the time today. Here we go. All right, we've got a lot to get to today. Let me start with your unified Miles Garrett take with Mason Rudolph, because we missed that last week by a day
2: we missed no we didn't i thought we talked about it did we talk about it i thought
0: well you would know you would know so did god damn these weeks are flowing by all right so um anyway the hearing okay we didn't update though since the hearing and the n-word allegation that came out in the meeting only garrett has yet to say in front of a camera yes, this is what I heard, and this is why I went nuts.
2: Yeah, he went for the Hail Mary. Yeah, because we we did talk about it, because remember I said, Jocena Anderson needs to be called to the carpet. Right.
0: Right. Of course, she tweeted that before anyone even talked to Garrett in the locker room, so that was almost a pre-pre-preemptive strike on what might have happened. Now, of course, yesterday Mason Rudolph got benched because he sucks, and, uh, He's probably not going to play again the rest of the year. Probably won't play in the rematch because uh, old uh, Ducky Medwick, or whatever that kid's name is. Duck
2: Devlin Hodges.
0: That's right. Ducky Devlin Hodges came in and saved the day for the Steelers, who are inexplicably, they'd be the sixth seed in the, in the AFC if the playoffs were to start today.
2: I, I was uh, texting with a buddy during the game. I said, Mason Rudolph is the worst Pittsburgh Steelers starting quarterback in my
0: lifetime. <laughs> He's bad. Yeah.
2: And that's what people like Kent Graham and touchdown Tommy Maddox.
0: Right. Right. But inexplicably, Mike Tomlin, who has drawn the ire of many of you guys who are Steeler fans, is keeping it all together, isn't he?
2: I did. Uh, last week, I did say this is his best coaching job ever. He did it with no quarterback two backup running backs, no wide receivers. Yeah. And a match and, and a and a a a line.
0: It's going to suck when he's a redskin coach next year. Oh, zing! ding.
2: <laughs>
0: and you're saying for a second and a third round pick, I'll take it. Right? What would uh, you yeah. If 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 Tomlin left for the Redskins and Dan Snyder gave up draft picks, which would be so on brand for Snyder, because remember, Snyder likes to pay for things. It shows how rich he is. And he likes to give away draft picks because it gives the illusion of, I'm all in on this. He never thinks of it as, no, you dumb fuck. That's a waste of draft picks. So what would you take as a Steeler fan for Tomlin and be very happy?
2: Uh, first but a second.
0: Okay, so you at least won a first in there, yeah. For the oh. first
2: that we lost with uh, Micah Fitzpatrick. Uh,
0: okay, okay. We well, didn't lose it. You you spent it on him, and well, he's been great.
2: He, no, he has, he has been, been great. He has been the defensive MVP since he came there. I would, I would. Get, you know what? I'm not. I'm not scared saying that. Micah Fitzpatrick might be the def, the AFC yeah. defensive MVP.
0: Yeah. So did you see? just how much Jerry Jones killed the Cowboy coaching staff and in particular Jason Garrett without actually saying Jason Garrett is the worst he lost us the game
2: yeah I saw that last night basically this team is too good to be losing games like this it's the coaching (laughs) that's basically what he said
0: ah listen I I don't believe there's a a game in the league that doesn't come down to coaching. And, and it's got to be better than that. And I, I just, I'm going to give you a little hint as to what I think cost us the game today. It begins with a C and it rhymes with uh roach. And I'll just <laughs> leave it at that because I don't want to, I don't want to say nothing to, you know, uh, really get in the heads of our staff. I mean, Jason Garrett kicking that field goal is peak Jason Garrett. Is it not? Uh, it is. That is a fireable offense. Yes. Even Mike Tirico, the great Mike Tirico, who you hate, uh, said that the analytics say you take an 8% less chance of winning by kicking a field goal there. Common sense says, hey, it's 4th and 7 at the 11-yard line. It's a convertible down and distance. There's six minutes and change left. You're playing the best defense in the league. It's raining sideways. You know, Ollie Williams might have been there, going it's right in sideways," <laughs> <laughs> and and you you don't kick the field goal there, and yeah, yet and he you did. have
2: The first or second best running back in the league.
0: Not that you'd run it, but still, better yet, you 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 manage I'm, I'm you manage it. the down and distance there. Saying, "Okay, six minutes to go. We're down seven. We're inside the fifteen. Guess what? We're going four downs here, and then you can appropriate. You can." You can dole out your plays according to a four-down set, not a three-down set. Makes sense? And,
2: yeah, but then you, he even talked about, you know, our defense gave us the bet. Even in that point, even at that spot, yeah. your defense still had a chance to stop them and you get the ball back
0: anyway. He reminds me of this so- great Mad TV skit about the coach that just refused – to question his own mismanagement of a game. Uh, today marks the 53rd consecutive shutout by 80 points or more. Is there anything you would have done differently? Not a thing. No, no. You stick to the game plan. You don't change it in the middle of the game just because you're down 40 or 50 points.
1: <laughs> yeah, coach, can you explain why in the second quarter uh, you had Greg Graciano attempt a 98-yard field goal?
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he could make it. Well, has he ever made one before? Not to my knowledge.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Isn't... That's a 27-second excerpt from about a three-minute skit, which is maybe a minute too long, but the whole thing is pretty damn funny. That's Jason Garrett for you. I mean, the clapper. as I
2: said a couple weeks ago, there are only probably six, seven really, really good coaches in the league now.
0: Maybe. Yeah. Depends Depends on who you who would put in that category, and certainly Garrett is not one of them. And, of course, oh. the day began with him saying – well, not him saying, but with reports that if he's not given a new contract, his number one landing spot would be the New York Giants because he played for them as well back in the day. Hey, hey, how about that? Hey, how about that? Awkward given the fact that there's already a coach there, although they want Shermer gone as well. Oh,
2: he's gone too, yeah
0: funny that Adam Gase and the Jets currently on a four-game bender are like – or a three-game bender to go four wins that they're like, oh, he's no – Crazy Eyes Gase is no longer the shittiest coach in town.
2: Like, I I don't feel Brian Flores is a bad coach. He just has a shitty team.
0: Exactly. He's got an impossible hand that's been dealt to him.
2: No, what about uh, Mr. Uh, Grease Pencil?
0: Oh, you mean Mike Tice? Oh no, Matt Patricia. Yeah, I mean the Lions could not have played worse against the Redskins. Yeah, and they still because
2: they had no quarterbacks?
0: It didn't help. Driscoll was overwhelmed. He's he's pretty athletic. You know, Cincinnati was trying to turn him into a wide receiver. And then they cut him. So that tells you how, right there, you're starting how, a quarterback how, how who how you're
2: How racist of them.
0: I know. Turning a white guy into a wide receiver. <laughs> It's like they're setting him up to fail. Yeah. Don't oh, they know that there's no fail. white guys? Checks notes.
2: <laughs>
0: that wide receiver. Travers. Oh, shit, man. No,
2: well, Travers, no Edelman.
0: <laughs> yeah. And That's plenty Edelman of Edelman.
2: No. Feeling.
0: No. Feeling. Uh, yeah, he's a good one. White wide receivers That's in all NFL. I've got... Google oh, search.
2: Actually, the, the, the Steelers have one, but all he does is catch punts and his name escapes me. That's how significant. Trey Quinn.
0: Trey Quinn's a white guy.
2: There's one for the Steelers, but he catches punts. That's how, and I can't remember his name, and that's how significant he is.
0: 25 best white wide receivers in NFL history, according to Complex.com. The problem is, you go back far enough, it was like 50-50 white guys at wide receiver. But I'd say of the modern era, I'd say Jordy Nelson is right up there as just a great white wide receiver. Thielen is similar.
2: But you, but people say Julian Edelman should be in the Hall of Fame.
0: Edelman, possibly. And, um, uh, you know, uh, Welker uh, before him.
2: Wes Welker. I believe this all went awry after the rule change in 78.
0: <laughs> where, no, no, no. where you couldn't mug a guy, basically? Yes, I believe,
2: okay. yes. The, the, the Mel Blunt rule.
0: Yeah. Certainly didn't hurt. Remember uh, the Michigan State coach, I think this was John L. Smith, interviewed, coming off the field at halftime. Speaking about coaches, this is the opposite of Jason Garrett. This is a coach who realizes, you know what, I kind of suck, and this this has got to be no fun for the players. A miscalculation there, and you're upset. Tell me about very it. very upset. The kids are playing their tail off, and the coaches are screwing it up. <laughs> he, he, like, slapped his forehead, too, as he went off the field. Tell me well, are very
1: upset. The kids are playing their tail off, and the coaches are screwing it up.
0: Oh, my God.
1: As
2: a player, that would make me feel no better.
0: No? Just okay. because
2: you say you're screwing it up, yeah, well, it's, thank you. Fix it.
0: All right. Speaking of coaches and screwing up, would you like to uh, talk about Miami losing to Florida International? Hey, look-
2: are they coached by Lane Kiffin?
0: No, Butch Davis.
2: Is that the wrong? There's so many Florida schools.
0: How about that? Butch Davis, the former Hurricane coach, goes in and beats Miami. And on top of that, they lost a recruit because of it. Miami football uh, loses recruit after loss to FIU. Trayvon Riggins, three-star strong-side defensive bad. end from Saint Petersburg. Decommitted on Saturday night, shortly after Miami lost in inexplicable fashion to FIU. The school Lamar Thomas once said was you over there across the ocean. You come into our house, you should get your behind kicked.
2: You don't come in the OB playing that stuff. You across you across the ocean over there. You across the city. You can't come over to our place talking noise like that. You get your butt beat. <laughs>
0: One of the great. Oh, that was, a fight. That was a the fight. One of the great.
2: coming to OB? Right,
0: the Orange Bowl. You don't come the in Orange the OB? Ball. One of the great brawls in college football history that included injured injured Florida International player Ahmad Ned, who hobbled out on crutches. To see what he could do with his leg in a cast, people were then photoshopping Ahmad Ned on his crutches onto pictures like Normandy on D-Day, <laughs> and you know, in burning buildings on 9/11. It was like the legend of Ahmad Ned could not grow any larger. Uh,
2: Miami's coach Manny Diaz is that I'm correct?
0: Yes, right? Manny Diaz.
2: They did a great sappy. Uh... HBO Real Sports piece about how his dad was mayor and how he was going to bring uh, the the U back. Not working out so good for you, is it, Manny?
0: No, no, definitely not so much. Of course, you know you you want to you want coaches to be pressed with this question after the game. This yep, is another contract. favorite. One more
1: Talk about momentum, Coach. Couch, couch, Coach. Coach. When the game was on the line, you made a decision that didn't pan out. Obviously. Why didn't you decide to do the other thing that would have panned out 100%? I mean, that's what I would have done, the thing that would have worked, the thing that you didn't do. (laughs) I'm sorry. Who are you? Obnoxious reporter, some East Coast paper?
0: (laughs) I love that one. Why didn't you do the other thing that would have worked out?
2: (laughs) Well, you know what? It's not as bad as the dumpster fire that is the University of Maryland football program.
0: Okay, let's talk. They lost Saturday. I trust Yes. Yes. Final score
2: uh 56 to 7
0: against Nebraska?
2: Against Nebraska, yes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Pretty bad. And the 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 little sister of the poor their 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 sister, their twin sister brought into the Big 10 for cable money and cable money only. Uh Rutgers tried to hire Greg Schiano back. Greg fucking Shiano turned down $32 million guaranteed on an eight year contract. Who is he to turn down that much money as a head coach in D one?
2: He does not want to work for the second worst program in the big 10. That's why. (laughs) Right.
0: So is Maryland ever going to be good? Uh,
2: And what will it take? I, I really believe this, and I, I can't believe I'm about to say this. They should kill the football program. What? You just get rich.
0: Do you they know how much tried, money they've poured into that
2: thing? They have tried every kind of coach, and none of it works.
0: They killed They, they the killed a kid. Coach. They killed a kid trying to be good at football. They well, can't you know stop what? playing football now.
2: I, I, I'm i not sure Mike Loxley is a good head coach. And you notice I said head coach. It's great he recruiter. Win. He did win the Frank Boyles Award which is for the best assistant. Hey, how about coach. that? <laughs> but he was at New Mexico. I believe he won one game in 2 years or two games in 3 years. Something pedestrian. Uh he's they're not good. They're yeah. not good on offense. They're not good. And I know somebody's going to Oh, they got a lot of injuries. Everybody has injuries.
0: Yeah, everyone's hurt, nobody cares. That's my line.
2: Yeah, and but you know what? Got to give him 3
0: years. All right. Got to give him 3 years. Can you uh can you weigh in on the Dwayne Haskins selfie that caused him to miss a kneel down?
2: Did he That's true. I thought it was photoshopped.
0: No. I'll tell you what was photoshopped and this is embarrassing the digital age we live in. Somebody photoshopped what was supposedly fans wearing Dayglow yellow t-shirts. Who spelled out "sell the team" at FedEx I, Field as Dan Snyder walked by? Yes, did you see the photo?
2: I saw the photo. Yes. Did
0: you take it to be real?
2: Uh, in 2019, yeah, it's, but, but then it's I said, a Photoshop. But then I, yeah, then I said nobody's there.
0: Right, it's a Photoshop, and it's it's timed perfectly with Dan Snyder walking across the field. So it was photoshopped. Well, it got picked up and then distributed by several different sites, including MSNBC, because it's easy, low-hanging, clickbait fruit. And they don't have to pay for it. And it's like, ooh, click, click, blog, blog, repost, and away we go. Total Photoshop job.
2: How many fans were there yesterday? Because I saw a photo. I saw (laughs) they did did video, you know. I would um, say
0: 20,000.
2: I was going to say an hour before Redskins game. And it looked like a high school game.
0: All right, I'd say twenty thousand. but back to the Haskins selfie. It was real. I can't believe he
2: did that. I can't believe he did that. (laughs) It's that shows that shows a total lack of awareness of your position.
0: Right. That you're the quarterback. It's okay to be excited, which he was, and it's okay to high five fans as long as the game is over. But the game. Technically, was not over. Now, here's the interesting thing: they sent in Case Keenum to go take the kneel down. How do you think Case Keenum felt about that?
2: That this young schlameel is taking selfies while the game? He's Case Keenum, who was who was a pro, right? Could not be happy about
0: that, right? He's like, I just watched this kid go thirteen of twenty nine, missing wide open dudes left and right. And now I got to go in and do the kneel down. Great.
2: How, how was his after game presser? Was he all chesty and
0: who Haskins? Haskins. Yeah. Oh, it was okay.
2: He's kind of a jerk.
0: (laughs) He is of this generation and I'll just leave it at that. He's, He's
2: got a little Robert Griffin in
0: him. I'm afraid of that. A lot of us are afraid of that. That, and also I'm afraid of the accuracy. I'm trying to think what quarterbacks started inaccurate and then got accurate. Nobody. I don't want to say nobody, but it just seems like either it's in you or it's not. And I mean, NFL accurate is way more difficult than college accurate.
2: And it's a little bit different when you're in college, when your team is way better than everybody else's.
0: Agreed. Um, I'm just glad it wasn't his own phone. I don't really care that it was a fan's phone. I don't really care that he missed a kneel down, although, I mean, look, they got an interim coach who sucks. I mean, you know, Callahan's the worst. The season's blown apart, so it really doesn't quite matter, so I'm having a hard time getting really up in arms about it. If it was his phone, though, I would be very concerned. Luckily, he didn't smuggle his own phone to the bench. That'd be bad. I assume teams have a policy Against phones on the bench. I would hope so. I hope the league has a policy too. Like no I know phones.
2: The, I know dudes tweet at halftime. I know that.
0: Yeah. So did you see some of the egregious calls in the league yesterday? All yes, over the place. Yes,
2: I did. Yes. Yeah. The roughing the passer. In the
0: on, G- in the Jets game.
2: On, the Derek Carr. Oh, oh. No, I'm sorry. No, 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 no. on Darnold. On Darnold. Yeah, Darnold. That Darnell, was
0: sorry. one of them. There was a phantom hands to the face that went against Green Bay,
2: the tripping call in the Cowboys the
0: game. The two tripping calls. I've never
2: seen one in a game. Do you, you know I two?
0: Do you know that there? You know how many tripping calls have been made league wide in eleven weeks over thirty-two different teams? One seven. Okay, the nice. Cowboys got hit with two, and then Pereira comes on and says, "Well, you know, he did lift his leg."
2: And then Troy's like, yeah, I don't think
0: so. Troy, <laughs> Troy was like, how's he supposed to block? And that's a good point. What are you supposed to block? By scraping your foot, keeping contact with the ground the entire time? And I then guess? did you see Wilbon fire on Pereira on Twitter? Oh, I did not. Oh, ho, 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 ho. Mike Wilbon got his, uh, his authentic fan hat on <laughs> and and it's like, dude, you're a pretty famous television celebrity. I'm not sure you should be firing on guys like that. Here's his tweet. Ready? If yeah. all Mike Pereira is going to do in the Fox booth is make excuses for BS officiating calls, then get him out and put somebody in less interested in covering zebra behinds. That tripping Ooh. call against Dallas was garbage. Ooh. he got a response from Pereira that said, I would love to. <laughs> and, uh, I would and, love to get out of the
2: booth. Is that what he's saying?
0: Something like that.
2: It ain't that hard. Mike quit.
0: I know, but here's the thing. Pereira is usually really good. In this case, he might've been covering for the league. So you got all these calls that happen all the time. Capricious, inexplicable, phantom, nonsensical, And it dawned on me, like, what will it take to drive us away as fans from the NFL? Well,
2: the NFL and bad calls are like peanut butter and jelly, though. I mean, it's gone gone hand in hand forever.
0: But there's more rules designed at safety, which are not keeping the quarterback safe anyway. That are just wiping out big plays all the time. And it's so frustrating. You think to yourself, why do I invest so much of my time and my life and my emotions when these calls are so capricious, random, even random?
2: I, I don't bitch about the NFL anymore, because like I just said,
0: I know these I'm calls, not, I'm not bitching calls been
2: like this forever.
0: I don't know. I think they've been worse, Jay. I think that I think there's they're worse than ever because they're adding shit that is designed for safety. Like there was a there was a play in the in the Redskin Lion game where a lion player was was called for lowering his helmet to initiate contact. That was after Darius Geis lowered his helmet to initiate contact as the runner. Two helmets collided. That's why you wear helmets. That's crazy. Okay.
2: Let's go go back in a time machine and, and ask uh uh, Houston Oil receiver Mike Renfro, how he feels about re- uh, referees. Do you remember that play? No. Oh, Steelers and and uh, Oilers. Uh, Mike Renfro uh, catches the ball in bounds when they call him out. Clearly in, clearly oh. in. Cost them a a, a a a a Super Bowl a Super Bowl appearance.
0: Really? Yeah. Wow. Yes. Okay. Google that cool, one. Yeah. Was that Mike was Renfrow, that the year? Was that the year the Oilers had the better record, but they played the championship game in Pittsburgh because they actually yeah. alternated via coin flip or like the alternated years? Like each division, like, oh, it's the AFC East division to get the, the championship game.
2: The seventy eight season, yes. Wow. And I believe I yeah.
0: Okay. Ridiculous. Uh, headline. Yes. Headline, Jay. Prince Andrew buried face in strippers' breasts at Jeffrey Epstein party, colon report. My first thought was, yeah, that's what you're supposed to do. That's what you do. Like, why is it? Is this a problem? Isn't that why they are there exactly? How about the fact that he is just like, just sulking back into the, into the bushes, like the Homer Simpson gif where it's like, okay, and I'm just gonna go over here. I'm going to get out of the way. Will the deepest, darkest Epstein secrets come out?
2: Did you see the prints on the interview with uh, English TV? No. Well, he was explaining there was a woman who said he sweated on her. He said, well, that's not true because that year I had a problem where I could not sweat. So that woman is like, he is a
0: dope. Oh, my God. Was yes. that a, was that a, like a thing, like a sexual thing? Like, I'm going to sweat yeah. on you? Ugh. Yes.
2: Also, also said he didn't really know Epstein all that well but during this visit, stayed
0: at his house for seven days. Okay. couple quick hitters here. Dog left alone in car, drives in circles for almost an hour.
2: <laughs> I've never heard that one. That's also Poured
0: St. Lucie, Florida, neighbors in the of cul-de-sac course. watched as a car moved slowly in reverse for approximately an hour. It, lo- it looked like there was no driver in the car at first, and then when the police stopped the car – a black lab hopped out apparently the owner <laughs> the owner of the dog the owner of the dog uh you know puts the dog in the car and then hops out to go grab something runs into the house comes out the dog has knocked the car into reverse and it's slowly going in circles in the cul-de-sac it clipped a mailbox and everything but it went for almost an hour
2: how long have, God, okay that person's an idiot <laughs>
0: Of course they let the, are. Let,
2: let the car, let the dog in the car
0: for an hour. Of, that person's an idiot. Right, yeah. exactly. Bad owner, right there. And then there's this tweet, which I love. Kirstie Alley, in a recent article, said she took one snort of cocaine, and I go, "Oh my god, I'm gonna do this every day for the rest of my life." <laughs> <laughs> That's the you know most what? honest answer I've ever heard. regarding her. <laughs> her. <laughs> yes. Oh my God, I'm going to do this every day for the rest of my life. Yeah, you'll be dead. But uh, she said she kicked her cocaine habit by buying herself the equivalent that she would have spent on cocaine in elaborate floral displays. And expensive vases. Yes. She said that was her way. She's like, okay, I want to treat myself to something, but I don't want it to be as destructive as the old booger sugar. So what can I do? And she said that's how she did it. That and rehab. Scientology rehab, she said, was what helped do it.
2: Boy was Kirstie Ellie Cheers a hottie.
0: She was a dime piece, wasn't she? Yes,
2: yes, she was. And now boy. she
0: is a now she is a a surly faced uh, overweight middle aged hoofah. <laughs> I
2: wasn't going to say anything, but you said it. Okay?
0: Here we go for the week. If you don't have anything, you can think while I give you mine. I got a good one. Oh, I got a doozy, by the way, Jay.
2: I I, I do I'm that. not a good. Guy. You what? No, I do have one. All right,
0: good. Uh, You're batting first, as usual. Fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. All right, Jay, who's your fuck that guy for the week?
2: Well, it seems to me when when someone puts money over their ethics, they look pretty stupid. And that's how one Stephen A. Smith looked last week with the Colin Cash. Sometimes it's, it's okay to just shut the F up. But when you feel that you have to earn your $8 million a year, he just looked stupid and uninformed with the whole Colin Kaepernick.
0: So you think you think he took that stance because he's like, hey, I just got my new contract. This yes. is what ESPN is paying me for. The, whoa, wait a minute. Stephen A. thinks that? Holy shit.
2: Yes, uh, I'm 100% sure. I'm making $8 million. I have to dance now. Thank
0: you, sir. Yes. <laughs> so your "f that guy" goes to
2: Stephen Aloysius Smith.
0: <laughs> Does anybody know what the A stands for?
2: I, uh, you know what, we live in two thousand nineteen. Zay, while you are giving yours, I will find out.
0: Okay, you go Google it up. Here is my fuck. Here is my FTG, and there is a reason I am going to label it a FTG, not a "fuck that guy." Kennesaw State starting point guard arrested in Atlanta on multiple murder charges. Kamaya Street. Oh, female. Eight counts of murder and yes, she's on the women's team. Fuck that girl. How bad does your internal recruiting have to be that you recruit a straight-up murderer?
2: What the hell? Where is Kennesaw State?
0: It's down south, baby. It's in uh, Georgia. Uh, Three counts of felony murder, two counts of aggravated assault with a deadly weapon, one count possession during the commission of a felony, all stemming from the death of 21-year-old Nasheem Hubbard-ATN, whose body was found in the parking garage of an apartment complex just south of Atlanta. It doesn't say whether Nasheem is a male or a female. Can I get a on? Can I get a ruling like on, a a like ruling a on that?
2: Sounds like a male name to me, Nasheem.
0: Okay. Anyhow, Ms. Street, a junior in Atlanta native, averaged 21 points and five boards. While playing 37 minutes per contest in four games this year. In other words, she was good. This is, this is going to put a big hole in the lineup.
1: Pun intended.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, You're, uh, your recruiting is for shit. I got 20 seconds, Jay, so go ahead, and finish us off if, here.
2: The, the A stands for Anthony.
0: Ah, uh, too bad it's not Aloysius. All right, Jay, happiest of Thanksgiving days, brother. I appreciate your time as always. Thank you, Zabin. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. Let's end on this today. It's low-hanging radio fruit, and everybody's plucked at it, and I'm sure you've heard it by now, but maybe you haven't. Or at least you want my treatment of the story. This is of the 82-year-old female bodybuilder, who whooped ass on an intruder to her home in Rochester, New York. We pick it up with the local Fox affiliates. Now a story that's been leading our website all day. A man who broke into a Rochester home last night turned out to be no match for the 82-year-old grandmother who lives there. And here she is, Willie Murphy, in her own words.
1: The young man is in my home, broke the door, and you know what? It's kind of semi-dark, and I'm alone, and I'm old, but guess what? I'm tough. Hmm. And you want to know what happens? He picked the wrong house to break into. I took that table, and I went to working on him, and guess what? The table broke, (laughs) and it had metal legs, and I'm jugging him, jugging him, jugging him. And when he's down, I'm jumping on him. Ah, ah, ah. And the telephone is still on for 911. I'm running in the kitchen. There's a bottle of baby shampoo on the table. I grabbed the shampoo, and guess what? He's still on the ground in his face, all of it, the whole thing. And he, he's trying to get up, and he's pulling. <laughs> and I
0: got. The irony is that she poured baby shampoo in his face, but that's designed to not sting your eyes eyes so it wouldn't have helped ah you know what she's 82 she's a power lifter a senior power lifter she is ripped this 82 year old
1: and he's pulling the broom and i'm hitting him i'm hitting him with the broom hitting him and guess what he wants to get the heck out of there and i'm trying to help him get out of the house but he's too heavy i can't move him
0: he's He's dead weight a fat ass (laughs) loser he's not gonna do well in jail uh, when the story gets out, oh yeah, you're the guy that got beat up by the 82-year-old woman in her own home. Is it wrong of me to think maybe we should organize octogenarian fights, MMA matches amongst 80-year-olds? Like, I There's probably a few other badasses who are 80-plus like this woman, that if you put them in a ring, they, they could put on a decent fight. You sick Bastard, that's what you're thinking? No, it's not all I'm thinking. It's just one thing. That's Okay, never mind. Fine. Good for you, Willie Murphy, and be glad that he didn't have a knife. Or a gun. Or a table leg. Or a club. Or a rock. Or a Pittsburgh Steeler helmet. Because if he did, you'd probably be dead. But you got him this time, so congratulations. Next time, get an alarm. Get a good dog. Because the next intruder may not be nearly as big of a pussy. That'll be it for today. Thank you so much for downloading and listening. Enjoy the rest of your shortened uh, week on Thanksgiving. We are here all week long, special edition on Thursday morning for Thanksgiving. And you are looking live on Friday, which may be a little bit later than normal, but it will get delivered and it will be glorious for week 13 of the NFL. Tell a couple of friends, rate and review. It helps with the algorithm. And thanks again for listening. We will see you next time. Unbelievable, super cool, outrageous and
2: amazing. Phenomenal,
0: fantastic, so Attention, past, present, and future, my players. For this week only, Thanksgiving week, my bookie is offering a risk-free bet on the Bears Lions game. Simply choose one of the two teams against the spread for up to $250. If you win, congrats. You've got extra holiday spending money coming your way. If you lose, congratulations to you as well. It's a no-brainer because you literally cannot lose. It's no risk, all gravy. Doesn't matter whether you're an experienced player or a first-time customer. My bookie welcomes all to come play, so quit waiting around and sign up today. Have you always wanted to at least dabble a bit? On betting on sports, 5, 10, 15, 20, maybe 50, 100 bucks if you feel real confident about a game. But you don't want to have a real bookmaker, a real bookie who's some creepy dude in a worn out coat on the corner. Just log on to mybookie.ag and make your first deposit with promo code ZABE. That's ZABE, Charlie Zulu Alpha Bravo Echo. And my bookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar to jumpstart your bankroll. And that's on top of the risk free bet. Let me repeat. That's a guaranteed deposit match and a risk-free bet for this week only. So if you're a true football fan, you do not want to let this opportunity pass you by. You simply cannot lose. Make sure you do your part to support your team this season. Hop on the gravy train and get in on the action with my bookie. You play, you win, you get paid.